0: Welcome to Liquor & Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 66, and I'm drinking Besharovka. For each episode of Liquor & Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Besharovka on this episode because a friend of mine, John, who I mentioned back in episode 11 on Zwak Unikum, he had first told me about the spirit. Also, the spirit is herbal and bitter, so it should be right up my alley. I've never tried it as well, so I'm excited to try it. It was also featured on an episode of the Travel Channel show Booze Traveler, where in season 4, episode 11, a visit to the hometown and the spirit was featured. So the bottle I have for the tasting is 750ml, milliliters. It is 38% alcohol by volume making it 76 proof and it retails here in the US for $22. The bottle is distinctive. The shape itself is tall and rather flat. The label is blue and yellow and it has two straps that wrap around the bottle. The glass itself is green. The label features the Besharovka name, prominently with a stylized logo or cryptogram featuring a J and B in the center. This stands for Jan Beshar, whose name also appears on the bottle. A red oval near the bottom right contains since 1807. Other notable features of the label is the origin of Czech Republic. And more specifically on the blue metal screw cap, the city name of Vary is listed. The molded green glass includes many of these same elements. And just like Quantro in the last episode, regardless of the size bottle you buy, they're all the same basic shape and design. So I'm excited to try this out. Let's go ahead and open the bottle. It's got a metal screw cap. Let's... There go. And for all spirits on Liquor & core Connoisseur, I tried them neat. I'm using a clean Glen Glencairn glass. This is a whiskey nosing glass, allows you to get a good look at the spirit, swirl it around, nose it, and taste it. And neat, of course, is room temperature straight out of the bottle. So let's give it a pour. In the glass, it's a pale golden color. It's very clear. More on that in production notes. They filter this immensely, but uh, yeah, it's very clear. It's a nice golden color. On the nose, clove and menthol. It's very herbal. This is up my alley, I think. This is something I'm going to enjoy. There's some cinnamon as well. And other herbally, it's almost vegetal, a little bit. Maybe some spice. It could be the heat of the ethanol. This is, uh, what is it again? 38% alcohol by volume. So let's go for a taste. Hmm. Very herbal. Little spicy, hint of sweetness to it. Let's go again. Herbal, mentholy, maybe hint of licorice. Oh, it's good. Yes. <laughs> i like this i was a little afraid it would be really bitter there's a hint of bitterness i suppose i know my father would refer to this as just terribly bitter but for my palate eh, slightly bitter i suppose bittersweet but not too sweet one more taste very herbal is how i describe this it's got a nice refreshing feeling to it, mentally but herbal, touch of clove, you can smell the clove more than you taste it, but yeah, it's quite nice, I like this. Now straight on to the history, perhaps the most famous spirit from the Czech Republic, Becerovka dates back to as far as 1805, though the bottle states 1807, and this is the date of the first sale of the liqueur that became known as Becerovka. But because the product didn't just appear out of nowhere, we really should go back to the century prior, to 1794, when businessman Josef Bescher leased a still house in his hometown of Kalarivari, in an area that is now part of the Czech Republic, near the western border of the country with Germany. Kalarivari, or Carlsbad in English, is a famous spa town at the confluence of Two Rivers, about 130 kilometers west of Prague. It's also recently been recognized as a UNESCO World Heritage Site as part of the Great Spa Towns of Europe. There are 12 main springs in the city, and the health benefits of the waters have made it a destination for the aristocracy and celebrities for centuries. There was a big tourism influx in 1870 when a rail line from Prague was completed. So in this spa town, the well-established Bescher family lived. Of German descent, they had enough influence locally to have held political offices. Joseph Bescher was known to be an herbalist, and he began experimenting with medicinal liquors in 1794. But it wasn't until 1805 when he happened to meet the English physician Christian Frobrigg who came to Kallar Livari in his role as personal physician to Prince Maximilian Friedrich von Plattenberg who traveled to the spa town to be cured of an ailment. As an herbalist, Joseph Bescher may have been originally sought out by Christian Frobrigg, but regardless of how they met, history tells us the two men spent quite a bit of time together discussing the healing properties of herbs and a shared interest in distillation. And when Frobrig left, he gifted Bescher with the recipe for a new liqueur, intended to cure stomach ailments or indigestion. This was the origin of Bescherovka. For the next two years, Joseph Bescher worked on the recipe to refine it, and in 1807, finally brought it to market, naming it English bitters. And bitters were medicine. That's a whole origin story of its own, but when Bescher's English bitters were first sold, they were intended for medicinal use. But of course, it was quite good, and as has happened with other medicines, they found favor with their patients beyond their intended cure. The Bescherophica brand says of this that, Bescher's drink was a magic concoction of herbs and spices that eased not only the stomach of the patient, but the soul. It was booze, so of course they loved it because it also tasted good. As a small production, Bescher's English bitters were mostly sold locally, but by 1835 it had been exported as far away as Vienna and Munich, arriving in Paris in 1838. 1838 is also when Jan Bescher, son of Joseph Bescher, took over the family business and truly cemented the brand in history. Jan Bescher is considered the founder of the brand and his signature, not his father's, is what adorns every bottle of Bescherovka. For the next 40 years, Jan oversaw the growth of the company, and in 1866, he enlisted his brother-in-law to design a new bespoke bottle for what was to be known as Bescher's Carlsbad English Bitters or Bescher's Carlsbad Bitter Liqueur. This new bottle design is the tall flattened shape we have today, but it first was clear glass. It wasn't to be green for another 40 years when in 1907, the bottle took on the recognized green hue. This was done to protect the natural spirit from the harmful effects of light intrusion. But back to the 1860s, the new bottle was designed in conjunction with construction of a new larger factory just outside of the city. The building would be added onto and modernized over the years, and was greatly renovated in 1994. Today, the historic factory serves as a Besharovka visitor center besher stayed in the Besher family for generations to come. Jan Bescher passed the reins over to Gustav Besher in 1871, who ran the business for at least 30 years, until selling his shares to his stepbrothers Rudolf and Michael Besher. This pair managed it for a while until Michael Bescher transferred ownership to his son Alfred Bescher. Alfred's daughter Hedda Bescher assumed leadership in 1941, after Alfred died in the Second World War. Hedda was the last Bescher to run the business. After the war, the communist regime took over the country, and Besherovka was nationalized. Due to Bescher's German ancestry, Hedda was forced to leave what was then Czechoslovakia and turn over the secret recipe to the state, along with the handwritten recipe from English physician Christian Froberg. The state would own the brand for 57 years until it was privatized in 1997. The French spirits conglomerate, Pernod Ricard, ended up as owner, and as of this recording, still owns Besharovka. But in the midst of that recounting of ownership of Besharovka, there's been a lot admittedly left out, like awards the brand won at the turn of the 20th century, celebration of a centennial in 1907 and bicentennial in 2007. There was also a spat of copycat versions of the product that were resolved with legal battles going in the favor of the Bescher family. Bescher's Bitter was not registered as a trademark until 1922, and this was several years after defeating the major copycat producers. But importantly, when did the name change from Bescher's Carlsbad Bitter's to Bescherovka? That happened after the brand was nationalized and is referred to by one source as a Czechism. After privatization in the late 1990s, investments were made, and a new factory was built in 2010. Packaging and bottle updates followed. Today, Besarovka is available in about 40 countries, and sales are strongest in Slovakia, Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus. So that's the history of Besarovka, and it's said to still be the original recipe. Apparently nothing was lost during the 57 years that the Czechoslovakian state owned the brand. So now, how is it made? The exact recipe for the liqueur, however, remains a well-kept secret. Only two people are said to know the recipe, and the company's factory has excruciating security procedures to keep it as secret as possible. If it really is only two people, this may be as secretive, if not perhaps a little more secretive, than Chartreuse. Although I do know Besharovka has the recipe written down. It said the master blender, who weighs out the herbs and spices, has not memorized the recipe. Though I kind of doubt that. If you've been doing anything for a while, you're going to kind of know how to do it. In fact, that was the resurrection of Plymouth gin. If you go back and listen to that episode, the recipe was lost during the war, but it was only the recollection of the people that actually produced the product that were able to recall how to make it and reproduce the recipe from memory memory. But even though Besharovka is a secret recipe, there is a surprisingly large amount of information available from the brand on how the product is actually made. There are about 20 herbs and spices used, including cinnamon, clove, hyssop, and yarrow. One source I saw said that the company actually will do false orders from suppliers to try and throw copycats off. They do source their herbs and spices from more than one supplier to help keep an extra level of secrecy. Every Wednesday, the master blender precisely weighs out the correct portions of the ingredients that are mixed and deposited into large jute bags. These bags are then laid into a large metal tank for a five-day process of maceration that Besharovka refers to as degeration, where they produce a sort of flavor concentrate they call a degerate. Pure sugar beet alcohol, a neutral spirit, is poured into the tanks. Then the tanks full of the jute bags are heated and cooled, allowing the flavors and essential oils to be released from the herbs and spices into the alcohol. To the didgerite or infused alcohol, they add sugar, a wine distillate, so maybe a crude brandy, colorivari water, and orange oil. This is blended and left to marry for six weeks in large wooden vats with circulation, but it is still a concentrated product through this month-and-a-half process. Once deemed ready, the concentrate is mixed with more alcohol, sugar, and water. And as I mentioned in the tasting, the finishing and filtering process is rather complex. It's first filtered through a number of processes that are said to give the product its natural, sparkling color, and to remove any sediments that may have come through the process. It additionally has several natural filtering and processing steps. The mineral bentonite is added to settle any remaining sediments before being pumped through a cellulose plate filter with a porosity of 3-6 to microns. The liquid is then frozen to negative 5 degrees Celsius before being pumped through another set of cellulose plate filters with a porosity half of that of the first pass, allowing only 1 to 3 micron sized particles through. The final step is cartridge filtration with a porosity of only 1 micron. It's then ready to be pumped to the bottling line, which is fully automated. After bottling, samples are taken and evaluated in the company's lab to verify it's up to standards, and this looks not only at the spirit, but the packaging as well. So as I said, it's a secret recipe, but quite detailed in what we know about how Besherovka is made. So now let's talk about cocktails and consumption. Besherovka is normally consumed as a chilled shot or on the rocks but the signature cocktail serve is the Beton. This is just besharovka and tonic with a lemon wedge, served in a one to two ratio. The Beton, which translates to concrete in Czech and many other languages. This cocktail was originally created for Expo 67 in Montreal as a refreshment to be served in the Czech pavilion. Bartenders do experiment with the product though, and it apparently can work quite well in many tiki cocktails. So in summary, what do I think of Besharovka? I like it. Other than the difficulty in pronouncing Besharovka, I want to call it Bekarovka or Bekarovka something. I've been training myself to have a proper pronunciation. I believe it to be Besharovka based on the YouTube videos I've watched, but I like it. The flavor profile matches my palate quite well. Slightly bitter, herbal, a little bit sweet. It's got some complexity and because I enjoy most of my spirits neat, this is perfect for that. I'll have to try it chilled. I'll have to try it with some tonic water and see how that goes as well. I also really like the price point. 22 bucks is a value in my book. And it's a product with history. 200 years more than that now. About 205 years of age on this. Same recipe. It's quite a process. I was watching how it's made and researching this episode. There's a lot that goes into the spirit. It's really distinctive. I like the branding of it. I like a bespoke bottle. It's definitely going to have a permanent place on my bar. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor & Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on com. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast platform. The show's also on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. If you have a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.